Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. Products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, add moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes, you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. Another episode of the Aftermath on the air. You got M16, Easy hanging out with you. Easy, what's up, man? We ain't done no interviews in a minute, man. How you feel? Yeah, it's been, it's been too long, bro. Um, but we got a really good guest today. Looking forward to this interview. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited to do this and, you know, see what our folks think of it as well. I am too. So we're talking to the multi-talented Zeta Lisa, all right? So she has her own business. She's an entrepreneur. She's got her store, Casa de Fez, but she's got the awesome Mama's Cocktail Hour podcast network that's out there making big moves all over the place. So we're going to talk to her about that and about opening her business as well. So, you know, let's not waste any time. Let's bring her in and let's talk to her. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Gas company tried to hit me for five cents earlier this month. I mean, earlier this year, and I, cause I pay, I transposed the digits, and so my payment was five cents off. And they sent me that termination letter real quick. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Five cents. They was like, "Yes, we want all our coins, even the nipples." Damn. <laughs> they said we got a business to run. I had to pay another. I had to pay three seventy five to pay five cents. I was mad as hell. You know how many customers we got? We got over, we got over uh, 38 million customers. We let 38 million people get away with five cents each. You know how much money that is? I ain't doing that, man. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, we got another episode of the Aftermath on the air. We got Zeta Lisa here, Mama's Cocktail Hour Network, hanging out with us. Zeta, thanks yeah. for making the time. Thanks for making the time to come hang with us. Absolutely. This is amazing. It's dope. I wouldn't have missed it. I appreciate it. So, so we're just gonna we're gonna jump right in here. So, I guess we want to start with your like your origin. So we can start talking about you know where your love for like radio and pod, podcasting came from, and when did you know you had this love and passion for communicating with people? Um, wow, that's like that's a really long story, but <laughs> and knowing knowing my gift of gabs, I could keep you on here forever. But honestly, a lot of Everything transitioned for me when um, we got heavy into COVID and everybody was home. And I finally got to a part in myself where I was like, yo, I feel like I'm hiding myself a little bit. You know what I mean? Like um, I had kids. My body was completely different than it was previously. I didn't feel comfortable in front of the character. But like my energy has always been an energy where I love people. I love speaking. I love being funny. Like I love people. I love making people feel welcome and at home. So this has always been my aura, but I just hit it for a really long time because I wasn't comfortable with the way I looked. Um, so I finally, you know, um, got enough, got up enough courage with like the support of my husband to kind of just be me. And that's where I started mama's cocktail hour. Um, it was to basically have hard conversations, talk about stuff like confidence, sex, um, 
you know, really tough stuff that happens in marriages that women don't want to talk about or just tough things that happen in general that women kind of feel ashamed about. And so, like, I wanted to, like, have those conversations and Mama's Cocktail Hour just kind of took on a, some legs of their own. And now we have this amazing network with four amazing women and we talk about hard topics all day. Nice. And um, the answer to that question kind of lead me to where I was headed next with that about the formation of Mama's Cocktail Hour as far as you talked about when it started, but how did you ladies come together? And, you know, when did you know, like, okay, this is starting to become something because, you know, if anybody were to follow you on social media, they could see that there's a following and there's people that are out there that are paying attention to what you guys are doing. So how, how did you guys, um, you know, come together? So <clears throat> essentially when we first came together was me and my best friend, um, Elise. When I started this journey, I was like, hey, do you want to start a podcast with me? And she was like, yo, definitely. And then that kind of led into um, my cousin coming on board after she saw like, hey, you know, we were developed a little bit. We started doing some lives. She kind of checked it out and was like, wow, I would love to be a part of this. And my cousin was going through something really hard in her life. And I felt like, you know, she needed something and it was like another woman's perspective. So it was just like natural. And then um, one of our last people was Jazz. And um, I've known Jazz for a while. And um, when I told her about the podcast, she was just like, yo, you guys are missing something so important. And we were like, what? And she was like, yo, mental health. And um, it is something that she suffered with that she's been very like private about because, you know, we all come from like black melanated homes, Latino homes, where that shit is not talked about. So here we are just like, yo, she's like, yo, I want to talk about this. And it was like, yo, you down. And then from there, that's how we kind of just all kind of joined forces. And we started Mama's Cocktail Hour. Nice. Love it. Love what you guys are doing. And, you know, like you said, you know, when we were talking back and forth, it's, it's a vibe is what it is. So definitely had it out there. So um, again, we're talking to the lovely, talented Zeta Lisa, Mama's Cocktail Hour Network. Now, this is the part where I recap information. Zeta's got a lot of stuff here. So you can find Mama's Cocktail Hour, which includes That's Dope with the aforementioned Zeta Lisa. All right. You can find them on Instagram at Mama's CH Network. And you can find Zeta Lisa at Zeta underscore Lisa underscore. And on Facebook and YouTube at Mama's Cocktail Hour. We're going to get into this. She has a story. Z, you have something for Zeta Lisa. So what is, you know, just based on the show and everything you guys have talked about, what was like the best piece of advice or like the aha moment that somebody mentioned on the show? And you're like, you know, that's some good advice. Like, that's probably the best thing I've heard on the show. Um, wow. That's like a really tough question. And I love that. I love, um, Dope question because it's like there's so many things that kind of hit home. And when you say favorite, I can only talk from my perspective, right? And so, like, from my perspective, I feel like um, some of the best gems that I got um, was from one of the segments on there called Tuesday Talks with Jazz, where um, she kind of indulged a little bit on confidence. So that's something that, you know, I have now grown. Like if you if you watch like my page, like I'm trying to kind of just be more out there with my body and stuff like that. And that's for nobody other than myself. Right. Because I want to see my own like I want to see my growth. I want to show women that you can show like you can show your body despite like stretch marks and and fupas and and love handles like you could be proud of that shit because your body is all about a journey. Right. So jazz was the first to be vulnerable and have that conversation because even though like I'm talking about that now about two years ago it was very hard for me to talk about the shit that made me feel insecure so I feel like one of the dopest episodes is an episode where she talks about we're going on a photo shoot for our podcast and she sees kind of like all the girls kind of killing it in the photos and like being really fierce and being sexy and she was like yo she couldn't she felt so like she was like, yo, I felt so like jealous of my own friends. Like, I wish I had that confidence. I wish I had that love. I wish I had that like, and it was like for her to say that on live in front of people, it was just like so awakening for me because 
I felt that my whole life. Like I've always felt like the girl that was like, yo, cool, plays basketball, chills, like one of the cool girls, but I never saw myself as like a sex symbol or beautiful or, you know what I mean? So like when she broke that down and alive, like was vulnerable, it was like everything for me, for sure. <laughs> so I know you had mentioned that a lot of the folks on the show are married and you guys talk about marriage and you guys talk about, you know, raising a family and all that stuff. So what is your like best piece of advice to a couple that recently got married or those couples out there that, you know, are just getting started with marriage? Oh, wow. Um, so I think the best piece of advice is like, when you're, do when you're joining a union and there's two people coming together, remember that, like, I think a lot of people like to say like, oh, you know, I've been in love with my spouse for like 15 somewhat years, right? Like, I believe shit like that to be like bullshit because you fall in and, in and out of love with your spouse. Um, it's natural. You grow, you change. I'm not the same person I was 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like me and my spouse have been married 12, going on 13 years been together like 15. So it's like, I'm not the same person, right? So I've changed, I've evolved, he's changed, he's evolved. So like the best piece of advice is like, you can't be happy in a relationship if you're not content with yourself. You know, so like it really starts with self-development because a lot of people get married and they lose themselves and they kind of just maybe like the stronger person in the relationship, you're just gonna follow suit, right? You're just going to follow with whatever they like, whatever, whatever hobbies they like, you're going to follow that. Whatever they do, you're going to follow that because you don't know yourself. So I feel like for me, the biggest advice that I could give anybody is like, yo, when you go into a marriage, you need to really still focus on yourself because your husband or your spouse can't make you happy. Only you can make you happy. And that was something that I had to learn because for years, my husband like has always been into music, like he raps. Um, he's, you know, he produces, he's not like, he's always been in the media and I've always been someone that was like in the back. So it was like, that wasn't because of him. That wasn't because he wasn't trying to push me forward. It's because I wasn't content with myself. So I would tell like women out there, like, yo, regardless of your relationship, are you feeling comfortable? Are you loving him? And now you feeling like, yo, we tied the knot. We good. We Gucci. Like, no, you still, there's still a lot of growing. There's still a lot of developing. And then when I came into this, and my husband finally saw me like flourishing and what he knew I had the whole time. It's just like, it's changed the dynamic. Like we are more in love. You know what I mean? Um, the sex is amazing. You know what I mean? Because now like you're content with yourself. Like it's all about confidence. And it's like, I don't think people know that. People understand that. That's a really good answer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo, I think yeah, I got y'all really, speechless. I got y'all speechless a yeah, little bit some, here. Yeah, because yeah, that's, yeah, that's some real, yeah, that's some real shit right there. That wasn't just, you know, one of those generic, well, you know, stay true to yourself. No, it's like, look, okay, you need to love you. And a lot of people need to, you know, remember that part of it. Don't lose yourself. Now, that's some, that's some good stuff right there. So, again, we're talking to Zeta Lisa, all right? Mama's Cocktail Hour. That includes That's Dope with Zeta Lisa, all right? They're on Instagram at Mama CH Network, and you can find Zeta Lisa at Zeta underscore, well, no, yeah, Zeta underscore Lisa underscore. They're on it. Facebook and YouTube at Mama's Cocktail Hour, all right? And she's got her store, Casa de Fez, and the website is fezdealer.com. All right, yes. so Zeta, we're going to switch gears for a second and, and talk about um, your entrepreneurial side. So you recently opened your store, which I was mentioning, Casa de Fez. Can you tell us like the meaning behind that name and, and then some of what it took to get that off the ground? Maybe not just from a commitment standpoint, but how much patience it took to hang in there and, and get this on? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what Dad's Dope is currently um, talking about this series, um, doing like a seven part series on entrepreneurship. And the reason why I did that was because I felt like there's a lot of people on the gram that talk about entrepreneurship and make it look so glorious, but no one really wants to talk about the real, like the tears, the struggling, the thinking of creative ways. So I, I definitely wanted to highlight that. So um, Casa de Fez was, my husband is the Fez dealer. What is that? Like, he is creative, he sews, he makes fezzes, um, he styles people, um, he's you know, like he's really heavy into fashion. 
And so when in 2020, I started Mama's Cocktail Hour and my husband started Fez Dealer and he started to sell Fezzes and he really got, he started to pick up a lot of like just people. It was like a niche, like a really small niche and he was just killing it. And so many times in our life, like there's been times where it was like, yo, you guys should do something. You guys should like write a book. Like there, there was always like this, like this energy where we felt like we wanted to like open up a store. It's always been like my husband's dream. And um, during the pandemic, like we, we took a leap of faith. You know what I mean? Like we, we were like, you know what? We had some money saved. Um, my husband had really worked on his business credit with developing Fez Dealer. So we were able to kind of make certain moves to create a store. So, all right, now we have this idea, right? Yo, we got this, we got this energy. We want to open a store, but like, how do we do that? And what is the store going to consist of, right? So of course, clothing store, but we were looking for something where, we're, where we can do clothing and we can do events and podcasting and just, you know, be able to kind of utilize the space in a different way, more on a creative standpoint. Um, I thought of Casa de Fez because my husband's Moroccan. Like I said, he's the Fez dealer. He creates Fezes. And then I'm Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican, Dominican from New York. That's where you get the, the flavor, the energy. Um, and so it was just natural to be like, yo, let's create Casa incorporating me into the brand, my, you know, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, and then the Fez, which is House of the Feds. And so that's where we came up with the name. We went from there and we opened our store. We found the place, we opened our store in February. We had a grand opening. Um, the amount of love that I got from people that on Instagram that I've never even met before in my life just came to the grand opening. Um, just the support was just amazing. And from there, we just hit the ground running. Like I started doing women empowerment events in my backspace, which is like all Moroccan inspired. That's where I'm at actually right now. Um, so I created like a little podcast area. So I also do podcasts here for people who are not able to do it or don't have the space. So we utilize the space for that. And um, yeah, we, we sell our clothing. And a lot of the clothing, some of the clothing is curated by us. And so like I either pick them out myself, like for instance, this top I'm wearing is like Casa de Fez. I curated this, found this, and now I'm selling it. And other stuff is like handmade. We have handmade jewelry. We have handmade fezzes. So, and it's all Moroccan vibes. For sure. Oh, nice. And then, like you were just saying, you, you know, you showing off your merchandise, you know, like showing your own product, which is all good. You know, you got you to gotta sell yourself on that one. So I, yeah. I wanted to ask you just sort of going back with the entrepreneurial thing where there's a lot of people, like you said, they talk about being entrepreneurs on, on social media. Right. Um, what is the, what is the biggest misconception that people have about when, you know, people always say all the time, well, I want to start my own business. I want to do my own business. What's the biggest misconception that people have when it goes into, you know, going into business for yourself? Um, I think the biggest misconception is that everybody is going to support. Like that is the biggest yeah. misconception. And like, you may even think like your family is going to be the first one on boards and they're not going to be um, because a lot of people see um, their own fears. They project their own fears onto you. So it's like, you know, for for a family, they're like, oh, you're going to do that. You're going to quit your job or you're going to. And I'll be honest, like I did not quit my job. You know what I mean? Like I didn't leave, but my husband did take this on full, full throttle, you know, so it's like you got to be realistic also. You know, and I think a lot of people just like to be like, like, oh, yo, entrepreneurship. Yeah, I don't want to work for the man, blah, blah, blah. I'm quitting my job. And, I'm, and like, hey, some people are successful and that's dope. But there's other people that if you don't have work ethic, if you don't know what it is, like, because remember, this is not like you got to be a self-starter. You got to make things happen. Things aren't going to happen. You understand? So it's like for me, it's like I sit down at the drawing board and I'm like, OK, what events am I going to host this month? to try to generate what a buzz, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people walking into your store, they see something and they're like, yo, this might not be for me, but I do know a person who may need something, right? So it's all about how many eyes you get on your product. But yes, the biggest misconception going back to your question is that not everybody is gonna support. 
not everybody is going to be as enthusiastic or as happy about you progressing as you think. And that was a rude, rude awakening for me because I'm the type of person like I love hard on everybody. It's my biggest blessing and my biggest curse too. And so I thought when I would be opening a business, like my family, all my family, I take that back because there is a good majority of my family who has ride or died. But I expected everybody to ride or die. And that's not what happens. Some people are dealing with insecurities. Some people don't want to see that you're doing better than them. Some people are upset that you're doing better than them. You know what I mean? So they're not going to show you love. And you may internalize that. I know I did. I know there was a lot of people that I was looking at slide like, yo, so you really not going to say congratulations or even show up in the store. I've already had it for this amount of months. But again, you don't want that shit to be not authentic. You know what I mean? So for me, I had to let go and be like, yo, you know what? It's not for them. And I can't be mad at them. I can't hold a grudge. I just know where I got to keep you now. Your answers are great. Like, I love your energy. Like, for real. Like, it comes across the passion. Like, it's, it's like, infectious. Definitely appreciate it. Easy, I got a couple more for Zeta, but I know you want to jump back in. I know you got something else for Um, So, let, let's talk about that some more, though, like, with the family. Like, because, you know, you you hit a, a point on the, on the head that I, like, it stuck with me because it's so true. Like, you got these folks on TikTok, Instagram. And, you know, they can make a 50-second video talking about how easy it is to start a business, how easy huh. it is to get a loan for this, how easy it is to do this. And you're like, you know, yeah, you say it's easy. So, like, for you, what was that moment where you were like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Like, we're going to do this, and we're just going to go full throttle with it. Because I think a lot of people have great business ideas, but they're scared to pull that trigger or to make that jump. So, like, for you and your husband, like, what was that moment or did somebody say something to you where you were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. I mean, honestly, I'll be 100% candid. Um, I still remember the day that um, we pushed the button on it. So it was a Sunday night and Sunday nights are really hard for me because, like, I go into, like, podcast mode right like friday saturday sunday i'm i'm heavy into it and then sunday is like rude awakening for me because now i gotta like i'm a i'm a corporate woman i you know i i'm i'm a manager in um in a hospital so it's like i had to put back on my corporate hat and those days is the days that i'm like yo entrepreneurship sounds so good right like i don't want to go back telling my husband like yo i don't want to go to work tomorrow especially being a management lawyer (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, so, we can get on that in a second. I'll let you finish. But. <laughs> um, it was that moment that I was like, yo, you know what? Let's see if we can take out this business loan and let's see what happens. Let's just like, I came across something on my phone that was like, yo, would you like to apply for a business loan for a credit union? Because those are like the best places to kind of get business loans from folks. Um, commercial banks ain't going to give you nothing. You got to go to a credit union. Let me drop that gem for y'all here. Um, so we did like I, I hit the I hit the button. I literally applied for some money and like I'm talking about big money and it was like, boom, approved. And it's like, yo, when that shit is sitting right in front of you, it was like, God, it was like, yo, this is not, you know, this is my path. This is what I'm supposed to do, because if not, like I'm very impulsive. Something that I just brought up is like, yo, I suffer from ADHD. I found that out as a grown ass woman and it, and it plays into my, into my, you know, who I am as a person. I'm very impulsive. So I did it on an impulse and I was approved. And it was like, yo, we were approved for like this amount of money. And it's like, yo, what do you do with that? You move the fuck forward is what you do. And that was the moment where we were like, yo, we doing this. And he was like, yo, we doing this. And from there, we just, every step, you know what I mean? Like now we looking for a place, you know? Now we got the money, it's here. Now we looking for a place. Now we now we found a place. And it was just like, yo, God set that in motion for sure. It wasn't me, it was God. So, I, you know, I said I was gonna get back to the management. So I don't know how much managing of people you do for your, your, your business, but what would you say is the biggest difference between your leadership style in corporate America versus your leadership at Casa Defense? 
Well, I would say both because I'm a very strong-minded woman. And I love that I'm with really? a can't tell. <laughs> Listen, I love that I'm with a man that is very secure, right? Like my husband is someone like he he sits back and he lets me like do my thing because he's like, yo, you so like you so amazing, like you so like teach these men what they need to learn. You know what I mean? Like he's like that type of person. So that so empowers me. And I'm so blessed to have somebody like that in my life. But leading in corporate America is like, I am, I have to, I'll be honest, I have to dumb some of me down. I have to humble me a little bit. But one thing that I did learn, right, once I became an entrepreneur, was one thing that is so important. It's like, yo, I'm gonna be me in every room. Like Jay-Z said, I'm not gonna switch up for the man. Like, I'm gonna be me in every room and you're gonna take this. So now I incorporate my Casa de Fez energy into my managerial job in corporate America, where I'm firm, but I'm still like helpful, I'm still sweet, and I still give you the real. You know what I mean? Like I give you the real, hey, if you gonna get written up for something, just know you did that, not me. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to like, I incorporated some of that confidence into my job now, and now it's like, yo, I am who I am. You could take it or leave it. I'm firm, I'm cool, I'm like, you know, I'm good energy but I also get the job done, point blank, period. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know how long you've been in management, but that takes that takes a while to learn because like, yes. I'm not in management anymore. I had to take myself a break, but I was in it for five years. And that point you made about, you know, if I'm writing your ass up, it's your fault. Exactly. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just following the play. And that was like, for me as a young leader, that was so hard to learn at first because you like, Man, you know, you feel guilty. Got, yeah. Yep. You're like, man, this this person got a family. I'm taking yep. a job, you know, yep. this, this, and that. And it's like, hold on. These are the rules, whether you agree with them or not. You're not following the rules. I've talked to you about it once, I've talked to you about it twice. Yep. You a grown ass man or woman. Like you're not a kid. So look, you know, just take this right up, you know, go about your business. Day. No, no hard feelings. We no, still no, cool. yeah. you, you know cool. what I mean? Like, yeah. yep. you know, we vibe, you know, we talk about, you know, Rick Ross or whoever, but yep. you, you, this is it, you know? And it's like, that's, that's a great gym right there because there's a lot of young leaders in this world that like, they're just trying to appease their yep. employees, right? They want their employees to like them. Like it's them. like, who cares about if your employees like you or not, as long as they respect you. You know, you can yep. talk shit about me all you want, but if I tell you, hey, I need this done and you do it, that's all I need from you, period. Yep. You know, so I think that that's that's a, a great gem that you hit on right there. I appreciate that. Yeah, sitting on a few of them here. So I got a couple more here for you, and then we got a um, we got a question game that we do also. To, I, I would say lighten things up, but they've been light because you've been so, you know, so cool with your answers and stuff. It's not much to lighten up. We're just going to have a little bit more fun talking. So. Yeah. Circling back into Mama's Cocktail Hour here, um, so I guess what do you want to see from Mama's Cocktail Hour as things continue to grow? Like more collaborations, expanding the network further, maybe other projects like TV and film. What's the the end game for Mama's Cocktail Hour? Wow, um, you know, you just you see, you just did something for me. You just put something into my soul, so I appreciate you. Um, yeah. Film, you said film, TV, like that was always my vision. Like, um, you know, when I got, when we got together with Mama's Cocktail Hour, it was, it was difficult too in the beginning um, because, you know, you got four different women, four different perspectives and four different women in different stages in their life, right? So I really understood like, yo, it's dope to see us all together and give perspectives, but nobody's gonna really start to learn the individual unless we start to do one-on-one -on -one things. So that was the concept where I came up with Mama's Cocktail Hour being a network because I wanted different perspectives. I wanted people to, to catch different vibes at different times. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good time, but some women may be in, intimidated by my essence, may not like me, may feel, may feel like I'm too much. And, you know, there was a time where Zayda would be like, what? I'm such a people pleaser. I want everybody to like me. But I started to understand, like, no, they may not resonate with me, but they may resonate with my friend. 
You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. It's about women being able to come together, share information, share stories and grow. So, you know, I had to, when I came up with that idea, I was like, yo, it, the, the essence of like TV just kind of came. It was like, yo, we're going to be a network and there's going to be different channels. So for example, we have um, um, for the culture, for Nancy G, where she is trying to bring back cooking into the homes so that kids know how to, you know, how to cook for themselves and stuff like that. So she shows a lot of her recipes and that's like our cooking episode. And then we have at home with Elise where um, my best friend Elise kind of took on like, um, you know, decorating, event planning and stuff like that. And, and on there, she talks about all those type of things. And then we have Tuesday Talks with Jazz where she kind of talks about mental health and some of the struggles that she has with mental health because she suffers with um, certain conditions and stuff like that. So, and then there's Dad's Dope where you come and you never know where the show's gonna go. You know what I mean? It's whatever I feel like is dope and what I feel like is important. And and yeah, so I, I would say that that's a big goal for me is like, yes, ultimately getting on a network, someone picking something up. Um, I feel like it's important. I feel like a lot of the stuff on Instagram is very wishy-washy, is very washed down. People are very protective of their image and how they look. And me, I'm just like, no, this is the real, like you're gonna take this or leave it. This is how I feel. And that's what I wanted for Mama's Cocktail Hour. And I feel like that's what I'm portraying to my fans and stuff. Love it. Um, the answer that you gave was nothing that I didn't come to expect from getting to know you just now. It fit right into what, what we have been talking about right on in there. So one last thing before we get into our um, game here. So we talked about a lot of stuff here, Zeta. Uh, is there anything that we missed, like upcoming projects, like your schedule as far as when you drop stuff? Is there anything else that we might have missed or didn't touch on that you want to put out there? Um, I definitely want to put out there that um, Casa de Fez is something that people could support from like near and far. Um, you know, we also want to start giving back to our community because I really wanted this to be a place where, you know, melanated people and people of color can come and kind of feel at home. And I've been able to do that. So I just kind of wanted to throw my business out there one more time. If you guys are not following Casa de Fez, it's Casa de Fez and Jay on IG. Um, and then you can check out our website at fezdealer.com. Um, upcoming projects, I definitely want to collaborate more. Um, my, my dream has always been like to be on radio, like, Angie Martinez is even what inspired me to start um, talking. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a VJ so hard. Like I wanted to be on MTV. I wanted to be on 106 and Park. Like that was something. So my husband had told me like, yo, you make your own MTV. You make your own 106 and Park. And I felt like that's why Mama's Cocktail Hour was destined. So um, yeah, I'm gonna just continue collaborating, continue getting my name out there continue like vibing with dope individuals like yourself and hoping that one day this can this can move on to the next level or I can get something on the next level because I really really just love vibing with people like this is what I do I love connecting so I hope that one day like that comes you know that comes into fruition nice that's a nice ultimate goal and a nice bow to put on where you're trying to build with Mama's Cocktail Hour, the network, with, you know, with all your people. And, you know, you can see good things coming with that. I mean, look at what you did. You said you pushed the button. You was like, yo, I'm doing this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial thing. Same thing with the network. So it's going to pop because you believe in it. You got other people that believe in you. And what you said resonated a lot, too, as far as people look at family or friends. And, and I'm not trying to say that we don't have family and friends that support us either. But a lot of great support that we get are people who we don't know them. They don't know us, but yep. sort of just vibe Crazy. with each other. Yeah, they find something that resonates with them, and you know that's what you get. You know, yeah. um, where where are you guys located? Because I mean, we got some folks that listen, yeah, kind of everywhere. So if, if they local, you know, they can always come check you out. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I am. We're located in Kingsburg, New Jersey. So we out here in New Jersey. It's like an hour ride from New York. So if in if whatever reason you always in New York, you can just come on through. Um, yeah, so we're located in New Jersey. Our hours are 12 to 6, um, Monday through Sunday. So we always out here. Um, if like, like right now, my son and my husband, they in the front of the store, watching the store and I'm back here vibing with y'all. So, um, it's a beautiful thing. It kind of, it, it's like our creative space. So 
it's like we made it like we come to work, but it still feels like home and it still allows us to be like creative. Nice. So, yeah. I got, you, I got you covered too. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area, you stop on by 260 Main Street in Kingsburg, New Jersey, find Casa de Fez. They're waiting on you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You are now listening to the radio show. Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys who talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics, as well as an interview or two or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk podcast. ZZ hyphen talk podcast. Like and subscribe. You are now listening to the radio show. Old people. People in general. Stop wearing them ignorant-ass Bluetooth pieces in your ear! You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. we got this little uh, question game that we do. It's called Don't At Me. And people say this on Instagram all the time or on Facebook, where it's like they have an opinion about something. They'd be like, look, that's where I'm at. Don't at me. That's it. So it's sort of like, Zeta, if I ask you, hey, do you like Coke or Pepsi? If you be like, oh, it's Pepsi. Don't at me. So every time you would give an answer to one of these questions, you'd just say, don't at me afterwards. That's how that works. Okay. This sounds fun. I'm All right. Down. All right. So we're going to roll with the first one here. All right. So Zeta, uh, as far as movies go, you rather see the movie in theaters or you wait to stream it at home? I definitely got to go there and eat some popcorn. So don't at me. I'm watching it in the movies. All right. Let's go to the movies. Easy, what's up, man? Um, you know, see it in see it in the theaters or stream at home. You know, we both go through stretches of laziness and we don't feel like, you know, doing a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. So what's up, yeah, man? I, I ain't gonna lie to you though, Sixteen. I just went back to the movies and uh, you know, it hit different being in there after two years. So I'm gonna go with the movies, don't at me. Even though laying in the bed and watching the movie is just It's cool too. Yeah, yeah. It Even not fall asleep on the shit and I gotta watch it again. Yeah, then you gotta rewatch the shit. I know. Yeah, yeah. So you got that luxury, but I'm gonna go with the movies, don't at me. Fall asleep, you can know, boy, you can know. Hey, um, my company we'll said, so, okay, it ain't got nothing to do with age. It's just, you know. We'll see. All right, so as far as seeing the movie in the theaters or way to stream from at home, um, I don't know, I guess it depends on the movie, but I really like going to the movies though. Like, I really like going to the movies. And we got this this theater that's not too far from where we live at. You know, you can pick your seats beforehand. And yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with, with seeing it in theaters, was especially if it's a movie you really want to see. Yeah. You was not expecting that? I see you switched it up man, for you, there you go. Man, look, 16, when the pandemic started, you'll never find me in the theater again. I'm streaming everything. Why would I go to the theater? Man, you've done a complete 180 on this. I, I can't believe you right now. That's dope. I, I know I was, yeah, man, I was up in there, big, big ass tub of popcorn. Yeah, I was good to go. <laughs> all right, so Isaiah, right, we got the next one here. All right, so which of these are better in your opinion? Baby shower meatball or baby shower drumettes? Um, definitely, I'm, mm, baby shower wings. No, 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 yeah, baby shower wings don't at me. For sure, like, I, I I, love me some chicken wings. I could get down and dirty. I just gotta make sure I don't mess up the outfit. But wings, for sure, don't at me. <laughs> All right, Ed, I don't know how many baby showers you, you've been to, but which which one is, which is your preference? The meatballs or the, the wings, the drumettes? Well, the good thing about this question, right, is that the baby shower meatballs uh, and the, you know, like the black gathering meatballs, they kind of fall in the same category here um wait you're gonna have to clarify what what is the so, difference so there really isn't no difference like basically and it's really like minorities right you go to this like cookout or this gathering and they have those meatballs with the barbecue sauce in the crock pot yeah it's okay yeah yeah like those hit different like you can't make those anywhere else like you just have to hope that the elder in your family made them for whatever gathering it is it's just the joke is, you know, like for some reason they're always at a damn baby shower. Like they always have those meatballs at the baby yeah. shower. <laughs> so that's why he, he was saying it like that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely the meatballs for me for sure. Like they, okay. they hit different. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for this one, I mean, I've only been to 
I guess maybe one baby shower, but that doesn't stop people from bringing back food. But it, I, I feel like it's the meatballs, I guess, if you had to choose one. I mean, chicken wings are fantastic, but I would rather get my chicken wings elsewhere than have to go to a baby shower. You, you know, meatballs, you can't get them just everywhere. So that's the one I would go with. Okay. All right. So we'll go with the next one here. All right. So if, if well, this one's going to flunk, Zayda, if you don't drink orange juice. But when you, when you do drink orange juice, or if you do drink orange juice, do you like the kind with pulp or no pulp? Oh, okay. I definitely love orange juice. But the funny thing is, is like, yo, as a kid, loved orange juice. Now, as an adult, like, it gives me heavy acid reflux. But it's something that I love. You know, as you get older, you don't want to admit your body starts to change and shit. But I still force myself to drink pulp. Don't at me. <laughs> oh, okay, that, that, that shit I was like, acid reflux be damned. I'm drinking my juice. No, facts. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, man. What about you, man? Um, OJ, pulp or no pulp? No pulp, man. Don't that. <laughs> I don't, I don't I need it. all this. I know it's like healthier and you got all this extra nutrients. It's hard pass. Just give me my juice. I, I know what you're saying. I'll go to smoothie cake, man. Damn. I, I know what you're saying, where it's like, because for me, it's no pulp also. Because if I want to eat a goddamn orange, I'll just eat a damn orange. If I want to <laughs> drink some juice, I'm going to just drink some juice. But, and then, like, you know, like, teach now where like if they cater the lemonade, you know, they put it in these like individual bottles that you can drink. And right at the top is just this big ass clump of lemon pulp. And I'm yeah. like, come on, man. My kids is definitely no pulp kids. So I understand I don't really indulge in that a lot because I ain't going to drink the whole thing myself. So I understand. Yeah, it's weak. Got exactly right. It's a consistency. Yeah, it yeah, you gotta take one for the team on that one sometimes, especially with them kids, keep them kids quiet, cause you know, that's how that works. I got three of them, so I know. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. All right, so, all right, so this is going back to sort of movies again. All right, so if a movie takes place during Christmas, does it make it a Christmas movie? Wow, that's a really good question. Um. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna bring it back to Hallmark and I'm gonna say yes, don't at me. Um, and the reason is, is because if it's taking place during Christmas, it's a Christmas story, despite like, like you know, it could be a hood movie. And if it's taking place, like, if it's like taking place in the, during Christmas, it's a Christmas hood movie. Don't at me. <laughs> All right, and, I, and I can't, cause the game is don't at me. Easy, bro, if a movie takes place during Christmas, does that make it a Christmas movie? Yes. And Zayda hit on it, but I'll take it a step further. If it's taking place during Christmas, there's always some kind of Christmas-like theme that's yeah. taking place in the movie. So that it, technically it does make it a Christmas movie. Now it might not be like the Grinch or anything like that, but technically, especially when you get down to like Hallmark and Lifetime, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's a Christmas movie. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's some folks that say Home Alone's a Christmas movie. But one, the one that, you know, they took place during Christmas. Well, the one I was gonna make an argument for, and for this one, I'm gonna say, no, it doesn't. And the, the example that I would use with that is Die Hard. People like to say, oh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, Die Hard is a movie that just happens to be taking place during Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. It's not like everybody's gonna, hey, let's gather around and sing Christmas carols and watch John McClane throw people off buildings. That's gonna wow, spread some Christmas cheer. Wow, I forgot about Die Hard. That's such a good example, because there was no Christmas love in there. They was just up in a Christmas party. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Okay. So it took place during Christmas, but that wasn't no Christmas movie. That was just an action movie. That's what that was. Yep, I agree. All right, Zeta, we, we here on that one. All right, so we got the last one here for you. Uh, this one is food related. The last one here. When you're eating, is it okay for your food to touch? Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Don't at me. I'm, I like my food to touch. I like beans on rice. You know, it's a Hispanic thing. We like to mix things together. So yes, but I do understand the whole don't touch thing because my kids are very like, don't touch. If it touches, it's going in the garbage. And my answer to that, for all y'all who doing that, it's all going down the same place and it's touching in your stomach, FYI. Thanks. Oh yes, easy, don't are, have me. Yeah, easy. you are a skinny fat kid. So I'm sure it don't matter about it. Does it matter? Yes, I, I am a skinny fat kid. Um, it doesn't matter. Don't have me. But I will say it can get a little, a little wild. 
you know, if you got yams mixing with green beans, you know, the taste kind of gets a little weird. When you, when you eating in that, you know, that middle part, it gets a little weird, but it's still getting eaten, still getting consumed. So yes, don't, you don't have to worry about that, don't right, For me, yeah, I don't care. What Zeta said is true, it's all going to the same spot. So if my rice, get mixed in with the chicken a little bit, fine. It's all gonna get scooped up in the same spot. I don't, I don't care about that. I know some people, I got a couple cousins who they, they wanna have their plates like fenced off by barbed wire because they don't want the stuff to touch. But for me, it don't matter. If you eating it, then it's going down, you know? Yeah. And yeah, all right. So that was another round of being, you know, you know, don't at me. And that was definitely dope. And that was another thing that's dope was playing don't at me with Zeta Lisa on the aftermath. She did a great job playing with our silly little game here for sure. All right. I, so, I loved it. That's, that was a great segment. Um, kudos to y'all. I really enjoyed it. That, that all they appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah. Every now and again, I get something right. You are now listening to the radio show. But I'm taking this opportunity to say that Drew Brees is gone from New Orleans, that it needs to be said that everybody from Louisiana is not a Katrina victim. Stop asking people who are from Louisiana every time we mention it, hey, are you a victim of Katrina? We're all not Katrina victims, okay? Do you understand me? Some of us were here beforehand. We're not refugees. We pay taxes. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. But... um. Zed, I just want to say as we, um, you know, wrap everything up that you are an excellent guest. You are exactly what I felt like you would be, but even more. Like, the expectation was high, and then you went way past that. And it was just outstanding, your answers and everything. And I just uh, wanted to reiterate real fast while we got you here to please support Mama's Cocktail Hour. That includes That's Dope with Zeta Lisa, all right? Find them on Instagram at Mama's Cocktail, uh, it's Mama's CH Network and at Zeta underscore Lisa underscore. They're on Facebook and YouTube at Mama's Cocktail Hour. She's got her store, Casa de Fez, and the website is fezdealer.com. We're gonna put it right there on the screen for you so you can see that it'll also be in the podcast description as well. Um, Zeta, like I said again, you are awesome. Um, we hope this is a regular thing where we can uh, talk on a regular basis and we just appreciate no, it. Anytime, like seriously, if you guys want to bring me back, let's do it. And if you guys are even bold enough to bring me back with my girls, let's do that too. Because oh, I'm oh, sure they're going to love your energy. So let's definitely make that happen for sure. I love you guys. This show is amazing. So thank you for having me. I'm super humbled for you guys to like see my stuff have it resonate with you and take the chance on me. I really appreciate you guys. This was dope. Shit, thanks thanks for coming on, letting us host you. But yeah, yes. uh, I'll speak for both of us. We'll we'll definitely take you up on that, you know, whether okay. it's us going on on your show or you coming back with the ladies, uh we down. All right, so. we definitely we going to do this. We going to host you this way first and then we going to come back to you guys after. Deal? Okay, that works. Yeah, that's a that's 100% promise on that. You are now listening to The Radio Show. You know, a lot of people think that making an income as a musician is easy. Most people think that you just go to a couple open mics, eventually get asked to play there, and show up and get paid. Truthfully, it is actually pretty easy to book one or two shows. But what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually quite a bit of strategy and technique that goes into playing a show if you want to get asked back as a regular and in turn get paid regularly. There are so many musicians out there who actually have the talent, they have the music catalog and great personality to play a really good show. They just haven't quite figured out the strategies and techniques to turn that one great show into regular, consistent paying gigs. I finally decided to get into gigging for the first time when I went to see a friend play a show and they were making the same amount of money playing music that weekend as I had made in a whole week at my 40 hour minimum wage job. I knew that something had to change, and even though I didn't know the tools and strategies at the time, I knew that I had all the capability of playing a live show and getting paid for it. If you are a musician, you are probably way more capable of turning that into a fuller part-time income than you even realize. Imagine how amazing it would be to quit your job or cut back and be able to make money playing music, literally a dream come true. 
Make Music Make Money is a course to teach you the tools and strategies that I use to make thousands of dollars playing live music for over 100,000 people all across the US. Listen, you don't need a booking manager, you don't need fancy equipment, and you don't even need a social media following. I was making a full-time income playing live music with very minimal equipment and less than 2,000 followers, and I break down exactly how I did it. The course is automated, so you can move through it at your own pace, and it breaks everything down from who to reach out to and what to say to even get a gig, to how to structure the show to keep people engaged, and how to follow up afterwards to make sure you land that regular weekly or monthly paying gig. This podcast is supported by Make Music Make Money, and all listeners get 30% off the course for a very limited time. But you have to act now because that offer definitely won't last. Give it a try and see why musicians all over are learning how to make music and make money. There is even a 30-day money-back guarantee. You really can't lose. So click the link below in the description to get started today. You are now listening to the radio show. I, I'm not, no, okay, okay, he's got 40 in Sebo featuring E40. I feel like that's a very lazy song title. They just put both their names together and just 40 in Sebo featuring E40 by Sebo. You're <laughs> listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Easy, we're back on the aftermath. We just got done talking to Zeta Lisa of the Mama's Cocktail Hour Network. How you feeling about talking to Zeta? Man, great, dope conversation, awesome person. Um, some really good gems that she mentioned in the interview. Uh, you know, Z really got her shit together, so I hope you know our, our listeners really take in what she's saying and you know, find something in it. Yes, she, I mean, I'm talking about great answers to the questions that we had, full of personality. Um, she said she was a vibe and she wasn't lying. She is actually that and more, so. Def- definitely um, a vibe, for sure. Yes. So we're gonna put the information right up here on the screen. Please support Mama's Cocktail Hour. So that includes That's Dope with Zeta Lisa, all right? So they're on Instagram, at Mama's CH Network. And you can catch her at, at Zeta underscore Lisa underscore. They're on Facebook and YouTube at Mama's Cocktail Hour. And you can check out her store, which is at 260 Main Street in Kingsburg, New Jersey, Casa de Fez. And you can check them out online at fezdealer.com. All right, now, as far as the radio show, I get to do my point thing. If you want to be a guest on the radio show, just hit us up, the radio show inbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text, 678-800-1677. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. So, easy, man, another great one in the books. Zeta Lisa, she was great. Love talking to her. Got another uh, aftermath in the books. Uh, I definitely appreciate doing these with you. And for all the people who listen to and support the radio show ATL, thank you so much. And we're just gonna keep coming with more content, man. We're just gonna keep dropping them all the time. So we appreciate you listening. Catch you next time.